Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah J. Meeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word, share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Good morning. I hope that you are well this morning. We are live on Instagram again and Facebook, and I'm recording this into a podcast again. So I wanted to pop on this morning because as I was dropping off to sleep last night, God put something in my heart to share with you today. So I want to take you on a bit of a journey and then uh, again, and then I'll get to the point that I want to make. So my question to you is, when was the last time you did something that scared you that wasn't part of your business? Now, we hear business coaches all the time going on about, you know, you need to put yourself up to the next level and how do you reach the next level and push beyond your boundaries and all this talk. Um, But I don't think God works like that. Um, And I don't think he constantly wants you to, I'm not going to say push boundaries, but I don't think that we need to hammer ourselves forward as much as business coaches might spruik. And so when we started, let me tell you a story. So when we started our journey of where we are today, it was about four or five years ago, and we just bought our first house. And we knew that it was a house that God wanted us to buy. As soon as I walked into it, God told me, this is the house you need to buy. And we bought it and we knew that we could do something with the land next to it. We wasn't too sure what that potential was yet, but we knew we could do something with it. And so we bought the house and we moved in and it was a beautiful little house. It needed some renos doing to it, um, just cosmetic. Uh, But we moved in and it was ours and we were so excited. And then we started to look into what we could do with that house and the land that was on it. And we soon realized that um, we could actually subdivide the house, um, the land, and put another house on it. We had no idea we could do that when we bought it. We were completely naive. We just knew we could do something. We thought, oh, you know, maybe a granny flat, but we could actually fit a house on it. And so that was awesome. And What we did then was we crunched down the numbers. Like that's kind of the second stage. Okay, you think you can do something? Great. Now let's work out the numbers for that deal. Is it going to work? And so we did the numbers and we realized we could make it work, but we needed to sacrifice. And so looking back now, I didn't realize the sacrifice journey that God was going to take us on. And so we bought the house. We'd worked out our numbers and now it's like, okay, so now we need to pay for this thing to get it going. And in order to pay for it, we're going to have to sacrifice. And it was a big sacrifice. So what we ended up doing was when when we lived in it, we renoed the house inside. We just did a quick cosmetic paint. 
tidied it up and then we had about 18 trees to pull down and we didn't want to pay 10 grand for them to be pulled down so we hired a cherry picker we moved um, nice dad's bobcat over to the house and we went to it like great guns and we just ripped out 10 trees or 17 trees and then we had to clear all the roots out and it was just a big effort anyway that's not relevant to the story that was just a sacrifice of a um a scar in my mind from that experience um and then in order to um be able to finance and keep moving on we actually needed to move out and put renters in there so um suddenly we found ourselves being landlords and so we moved out and we moved out into my husband's mum and dad's granny flat on their farm which was basically a caravan um with a carport on it <laughs> and uh, we sold off heaps of stuff so we sold off the car that we got married in we sold off um a really nice van we sold off some motorbikes that Nath had um and we basically cut our life down into the bare minimum and we started to live like minimalists you might say uh which is actually trendy now who would have thought that we were a above the trend but anyway so we moved out of our house we sacrificed it was really hard I cannot tell you how hard it was to not have a kitchen and that sounds really bizarre I know but I would come home on a Friday night and my thing to get over the week would be to bake and I just bake like heaps of cakes and things and then I would be okay and suddenly I didn't have that space to do that with so we were dealing with some really stressful stuff and I was just, I just sat down in the granny flat one day and just cried with Nath because I just could not stand not having my own space. But I got over it and we just dealt with it. And so from that point on, for these past five years, we have done nothing but sacrifice. And it has been really hard, like hard. So we were down in Narrow, which is in the south coast of Australia, living in a granny flat. And then that got hard and then we had some family stuff. So then we moved in with um, a family member. So we were still trying to live as cheaply as possible so we could put all of our resources into this build. Now, the build went really well. The house got built. Um, and then I was like, yes, finally, I could move into a nice house. But no, we didn't do that. <laughs> that would be the nice, luxurious way of living life. So instead, uh, we put um, some more tenants in there. So then we became landlord for two houses, which was a big learning curve in itself. And then uh, we decided that it was time to kind of get out of a small town. We wanted to kind of broaden our horizons a bit. And so we thought, okay, God, you know, it's time to move. So that took two years for that to happen. So in that two years, uh, we were still bunking with other people we were still saving as much money as possible and we were still trying to grow our portfolio. And so uh, we were praying to God. We went to this awesome Bible study of um, older people because I love being around older people. They just rock. They've just got so much wisdom and knowledge. And so we had them praying. We're like, God, come on, this is going to happen. Anyway, two years of waiting and more sacrifice. And through that point, God had actually taken us back to the bare minimum so nice with what jobby was in down in now we've got less and less hours i was only working part-time and we were just like god what is happening like 
we had been so good with our money and, you know, we just had to sacrifice so much. And God literally stripped us back so that we had nothing but to rely on him. So we were homeless in a way and our money was going down. And I was just like, okay, God, this is yours. <laughs> like, you want us to build this empire and you're stripping us back from everything? Okay, <laughs> we can do this. And so we were praying and we were praying and we were praying. And then our family member got married, which meant that we were going to be kicked out of that house too. So we were like, okay, now what do we do? And so our amazing friend who has done some house sitting said, oh, I'm going to be doing some house sitting um, in like a next village up if you want to come and house sit with me. And we were like, sure. So God provided us a really, we were like, oh my gosh, like you're taking away so much money. All this stuff's happening. And then my friend just says, oh, I've got this amazing house sit. Come and join us. I'm like, okay. And it was an absolute blessing, like out of our despair and stress and, you know, just come on God, what's happening to, we got blessed with this absolutely amazing house sit. Like only God could have done that. And I'm so thankful to my friend, Deb, if you're watching this, thank you so much for saving me anyway. Not going to get emotional. And then giving us a place to live. It was just so amazing. Thank you. Anyway, let's just move that aside. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got a house it, and then um, we were still going to our Bible study and still praying like mad. I just like thank you so much, God, for this amazing opportunity. Thank you for the job that's going to come up for Nathan. It's going to be at the perfect place at the perfect time. And so we did that. We prayed. And then a job came up at Horsworthy, which is South Sydney, for a job that Nathan could do. And it's a really specialized job. And there's only a few people in Australia that actually do it, which is really bizarre. And so one came up there and then one came up in Nara. And so Nath applied for them both <laughs> and got job interviews for them both. And this was going to be able to then help us be able to lend more money from the bank so we could keep investing. Um, so it was just a really big deal. But then God gave us a choice. <laughs> he was like, well, now you have the choice. You can live in Nara or you can live in Sydney. We were just like, what? Anyway, in the meantime, that house that was beautiful was coming to an end. And we, someone from my work happened to be going to England and was like, SJ, do you want to come and house it? Our house. And we was just like, yeah, let's do it. And that was a bit further up. So that was in Shell Harbour, Albion Park. So we've got Nara, Sydney, uh, Albion Park, and then we've got Sydney. And so we moved up to Albion Park. And then from there, I was traveling down to Nara. Nathan was for a tiny bit. But then he got the job in Sydney. We decided to go for the job in Sydney. We're like, thank you, Jesus. You've given us an opportunity. We wanted to get out of Nara and broaden our horizon. So let's go for Sydney. And so we went for Sydney. And so God had provided a perfect house in the middle of Sydney and Nara. So I could keep traveling down to Nara and Nath could keep, he could start traveling up to Sydney. And then Nath was like, okay, well, I've got a job in Sydney. Now it's your turn. I'm like, okay, God, it's my turn great <laughs> it would be really cool if I could stay working with the company I'm working with now and actually get into the marketing side of things uh, it's not a company it's charity and I'm not kidding you the next day 
I went into our internal jobs and a job came up in the marketing section and it was an internal position. They weren't promoting it out to the world. It was just internal and I could not believe it. I was like, holy moly, God, <laughs> you've got to be kidding. This is like awesome. And yesterday I put out a post on our CWRB shop page about God's timing and how do you know what God's timing is and where has God given you a comical time? And that was a comical time where he showed up. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go for the job. <laughs> and so I went for the job, got the interview. And as I got the job, we was literally a, like when we wanted to start, it was coming to the end of the house sit in Albion Park. And so we was like, okay, God, we're moving to Sydney. We don't have a place to live. Let's keep going with this house sitting thing and see how we go. We can work out different areas and it'll all be sweet and we can still save money because Sydney's ridiculously expensive. And around this time is where I met Megan. Okay, so let me put you into the perspective of timelines here. So this is where I'd just been to the Kingdom Business Summit. I'd just met Megan and we were starting to chat about CWIB. And she was there from the beginning of just about our house sitting and that experience and she's gone through that journey with me and she's been an absolutely amazing support anyway so two days before we were due to move up to Sydney we managed to get a house sit so I was starting I was finishing my old job on the Tuesday the house sit started Tuesday night and I was going to start work on Sydney on Wednesday so I'm not kidding you 11th hour it was like, okay, finish this job, pack up your life into the back of the ute because we now have an old, really old, like 1997 ute that's just a workhorse and we love it. We shoved everything into the back of that. And we moved up to Sydney overnight and I started a new job on Wednesday and we had a house it. I was just like, here we go. And so we did that. And God has just been so incredibly amazing. So through our sacrifice of feeling really uncomfortable, not having a permanent place to live, um, and absolutely fundamentally trusting God, not with just, you know, am I going to get a new client next week? God, where are we going to live? <laughs> we are giving this to you. And we did that for 18 months. So after that house sit, we managed to get a six-month house sit, uh, and it ended up being like seven months in Lumia, um, which I got to know Camden, and I was like, God, if there's anywhere I want to live in Sydney, it's Camden because it's got cows and it's got country and it doesn't make me feel like I'm living in the city. And so um, we got the house sit in Lumia for seven months. It was an absolute God blessing. I managed to launch CWIB and just do some really awesome things. We managed to get our finances back on, not that we were like massively in debt, but we were just trusting on God for everything. So, you know, we're, we're comfortable now, if you like. And then, yeah. And so we did that for 18 months. We trusted God with our house arrangements for 18 months. And then there is a massive point to this story. Like I am getting to something. <laughs> and so over Christmas, we had been searching up. So we wanted to take a break over this Christmas that just went. So we're like, okay, God, we're going to take two weeks down an hour and then, you know, we'll need another house sit after that. And so God 
gave us a house sit before Christmas. And again, it was absolutely beautiful. And I was just so grateful for us to have that house. And we went on holiday. But during like the six weeks up to Christmas, we wasn't getting any house sits. <laughs> and so we were plan- We were like, God, come on, house sit. We're going to need a house sit after Christmas. And nothing came, nothing. We were like, okay, we've got no place to live after Christmas. This is totally okay. And so we were just like, bugger it. <laughs> like, we have spent 18 months living on the edge. We're just going to go away and enjoy this holiday um, as much as you can, knowing that you haven't got a place to live when you get back. And so we just went away. We just stayed with family. We had the most beautiful time. But it was coming up to the Thursday before we started work on the Monday again. And I was just like, God, <laughs> we don't have a place to live next week. This is leaving it really tight. And I started to get really stressed. And I just said to hubby, one of our goals this year was to settle down a little bit. Why don't we start looking for house um, granny flats to live in? We wasn't ready to rent out a full house yet because we still want to do um, a lot of saving and be really smart. Like there's only two of us. We don't need that much space. So why don't we start looking for granny flats? Um, and so I just started searching around online and came along um, flatmates. And I, I found some granny flats that were up near where I worked in Castle Hill because um, I still work part-time as well as doing all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'll go and book them in for the Saturday. And it makes you create an account. So you have to kind of sell who you are and create your own profile and tell people what you're after. And then you can then like message people and say, I really love what you're doing. I Sorry, I love what you're doing. I love your granny flat, kind of come and look at it. And so I made the profile. Uh, I booked in to see these are the granny flats on the Friday on the Saturday, sorry. And then um, a woman messaged me on the Friday and was like, oh, we've got this granny flat up for rent. We've looked at your profile. We think you'd be really good um, tenants for it. Do you want to come and have a look at it? I was like, sure. Can we come in tomorrow? She was like, yeah. I'm like, um, so I looked at the map and it was at Norellan, which is right next door to Camden. I was like, well, that's a little bit far away from work, but you know, we could make it work. And so we went up and okay, so I'm going to try and move. So And so we walked in and um, it's a little bit of a mess, but we just came to this. I was like, holy moly, this is perfect. It's got a place where I can put my stand-up desk. Bills are all included. And it was for a really great price. And so we were like, okay, this is great. And then we still went up to Castle Hill, had a look around. They were like, way more, was not fully furnished um, and bills weren't included. And so we just started driving back down to Nara. And so I messaged the woman and I was like, we really like Granny Flat. She was like, no worries. We'd love to have you. When would you like to move in? I was like, mm, tomorrow. <laughs> and so we moved in on the Sunday and it was that really hot day. For anyone who lived in Australia, there was a day of a Christmas where it was like 50 degrees. That Sunday, that was the day. And so we spent that Sunday sat in Kalala Bay in the ocean going, oh, my gosh, this is so hot, but I'm so cool in the ocean. It was beautiful. And 4.30 came. We went back. We packed all our stuff again. (laughs) And we moved up Sunday night because it was too hot to move in the day. And then we started work again on Monday morning. And we had a place to live. Like, holy cow of moly, who does this? (laughs) 
And so now we're settled in a beautiful little granny flat and I'm talking to you from it today and God has just done nothing but provide. So I'm needing to get to my point now. So throughout that year of or few years of absolute sacrifice and absolute determination that we were just going to do what God wanted us to do and here we are today, uh, one of the things we had to sacrifice was our sports. Um, and so Nath, my husband, he loves motocross um, and he absolutely loves dirt bikes. I don't understand it, but I enjoy it because he does. Um, and I absolutely love mountain biking and rock climbing and weight training. And so God had positioned us in Norellan, which is a perfect distance from Camden. So I can go and see cows. <laughs> Yay! It's an hour and a half from Nara. So we can go and see our family and it takes Nathan about 30 minutes to get to a really good motocross track. And so this year has been a year of us kind of restoring our life back together. Um, and so um, when we went back down to Nara, I was like, okay, I think I can start doing climbing again now. Like we can get our life back on track. So Nathan started to go motocross racing. In, uh, well, he's going to, yeah most doing his sports and I started to do my sport and so last night um no on on Saturday I went on my husband I was no go back I'm getting confused and so from being settled it's been really weird because suddenly I've had this like well of depression almost and I've been super grumpy and now it's been like what's going on like we're finally settled we're really happy what's going on and I'm just like I just need to do stuff again I need to be around people again like we've not had an opportunity to make friends and do our sports and he's like right well we can do this so he went on the meetup app and he was like so this Saturday there's a mountain bike group going out in Lofton why don't you just go and join it I was like okay like I mean I was in tears. I'm just like, I just need friends. I've got lots of business friends, but no one wants to go motorbike riding with me and rock climbing things. And so he was like, let's just fix this because he's a man. And so he put me down to go and meet um, some people on Saturday. Um, and so I went mountain bike riding in Lofton and I just came away. But not get emotional. I, I appreciate that it's coming up. But I actually managed to go out mountain bike riding. And it's not about the mountain bike riding. It's about the sacrifice. And when you sacrifice so much for what you're doing and when you kind of get to a point where you can go out and start doing those things again, I just came away from Saturday and I burst into tears because I was just like, God, I am just so grateful that we've done all this stuff we've been on an epic adventure with you and now I can do a simple thing like go and meet random people on a mountain bike ride and go riding with you out in the bush and God was there and it was just spectacular and I was just so grateful and then last night I searched I was like okay I've done that now okay <laughs> Now I can go climbing. And so um, we got my stuff from there when we were last down there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start searching for places to go climbing. And so um, we went, uh, I found a place just near work and it's got self-belaying. So I didn't need a partner. 
how awesome is that? Um, and I, I was really pumped yesterday. And then I got there, I was like, excuse the language, but shit, I actually had to do this. And I was so scared, like scared. I'm like, I haven't done this in years. And here I am in Sydney. I don't know no one. There's all these really fit rock climbing people around me. Like, if you look at me, I'm not made for rock climbing or anything of agile thinness. <laughs> so it was so intimidating. And I just felt so scared. And so I like, I was up to the counter. I'm like, hey, I'm here for rock climbing. I'm really scared. Can you show me what to do? <laughs> and luckily, the chick was just really great. She was like, don't worry. I'm like, can you just show me around? I don't know if I can do this yet. She's like, yeah, I'll show you around. So she showed me around. How weird is it that we just get ourselves psyched up and scared? And so um, and so she showed me around and I felt a bit more comfortable. Um, and she was giving me demos and stuff. She was like, you've climbed before, haven't you? I was like, yeah, I just haven't done it in so long. And I'm just so scared. And I'm doing it on my own. She was like, okay, go and get changed. And we'll do your actual safety thing after. I'm like, okay. So I went and got chains, got my harness on and stuff and came out. She's like, right, okay. So first we're going to learn how to jump off the bouldering wall. I'm like, jump off a bouldering wall. I don't want to be jumping off anything. She was like, yeah, we're just going to climb like three quarters of the way up and then I'll show you what to do. So she climbed up. She was like, okay, this tiny little girl, she jumped up. She was like, so all you do is just push off, go back and fall backwards. But don't put your hands up your turn she did it like a butterfly I'm like okay big fat dumpy dump let's go do this and so I got up she's like okay so just push off fall backwards and then roll onto your back I'm like okay control the fear you can do this and so I pushed off and I did it and that was it I was fine I'm like okay let's do this let's do this and so um we did it I did it I did climbing, I came out and it was the same. And the reason why I wanted to tell you this story is a really long-winded story is because I got home last night and as I got into bed, I put out on a question like late afternoon to us. We're doing a six-week um, Bible study, uh, six week Bible study challenge in CWIB and I put in some topics. What would you like to study about? And I didn't look at it um, once I put it down. And then I got into bed last night and God was like, ask women when was the last time they did something that scared them that wasn't in their business and so this morning I wanted to put out you because yesterday I felt so scared I felt so petrified we'd sacrificed a lot and I was coming to this moment of feeling absolutely petrified but God wants to ask you and and because I took myself away from my business and away from the hustle and bustle and the sacrifice, and I just spent that time with him, I was able to hear his voice. Even though I was climbing and doing all this stuff, my mind was somewhere else. It wasn't on all this stuff that I've got to do all the time. It took me away from it. And so God asked me to ask you, when was the last time you did something that scared you, that was with God, that wasn't to do with your business, that wasn't to do with getting another 10 clients, going to the next, income range whatever it was that you've been worrying about when was the last time you just took yourself away from your business and you did something that generally scared you but you love that you absolutely love 
that he can be with you in that moment of scaredness, that he can take you and look after you in your business. And so this morning I went back um, to the Facebook group to see uh, how the poll was going. And um, I just put in like marketing, finance, God and business. Um, and then I just said, if you've got any other topics, put them in there. This is free, by the way. You can come in and join us. I'll put the links up after. Um, and so the thing that came up at the top was um, how to hear God. How to hear God. So business owners out there, uh, well, in our group anyway, want to know how to hear God. And so we're going to be studying that over the next six weeks. We're starting at the end of May and we're going to be doing a Bible study challenge, helping busy business owners to get back into studying the word of God, knowing how important it is and how to, you can do it even though you're really busy. It's a Bible study challenge for really busy business owners, <laughs> which is great. And so last night, and I gave you a really long-winded story to take you to last night, but it needed the context. I did something that was scary and that I needed to get back with God. And after I did that, I heard his voice. I heard his voice and I heard his voice and now I'm here today doing this live video with you. And so I want to invite you to come and learn how to hear God's voice as well. We're going to be doing it in a Bible study and we're going to be going through it together. It's going to be interactive. It's going to be heartfelt. It's not going to take too much of your time and it's going to be really simple and really easy because I want you to experience what I have with God. If you need to hear how to hear God, we're going to do this. And so last night was just one example about how I heard the voice of God and how God has done amazing things through my life so I can share them with you so I can inspire you so your faith can be built into something like no other so when you step into your business and you step into your calling you can have that confidence of going God's got me God has got me he might leave it till the 11th hour every time <laughs> but he's got me He's going to look after me and he's going to look after my business. And it's from me persistently going through this crazy time and getting into the word. We haven't gone to church properly for four years. We have been on the move. I've had to take my own responsibility for getting into the word and getting close to God. No excuses. And I've done that. And I've managed to do it in my absolute crazy life. And you can do it too. No excuses. We can't afford not to hear the word of God because you never know whose life you might change because of it. So I invite you to come and join us for the six-week Bible study challenge. Um, we'll be starting the last week of May. It will be on Zoom. We've got a Facebook group and, and a few other things. And I'm going to be taking you through it. And I would just love the opportunity to pass on that faith, that encouragement, that wisdom that God's taught me to teach you how to do it in your business too, because it is just so essential, so essential. So I am a disciple 
discipling you come and join me i'd love for you to join us and yeah that's all i had to say today so i hope that my story could encourage you um i hope that it's inspired you to trust in god even more um and know that i'm still alive so he's really gonna look after you too and um yeah i look forward to doing the bible study challenge i'll see you in there um, I'll pop the links up. The link will be in the bio on Instagram and I'll pop it in the comments on Facebook. And yeah, that's it. All right. Bye, lovies. Hey, hey, did you hear? At conference, we launched our CWIB shop. We've created lots of physical tools and resources to help you build a God-centered business. Get 15% off our entire range with the coupon code SHOPLAUNCH. All one word, all capital letters. We can't wait to empower women and their businesses all over the world with these wonderful resources. Create your God-centered business today. Offer ends 31st of March. www.cwibshop.com